and it's not necessarily to take the time off, right? It's not necessarily about the vacation so much as it is about prepping your business to run smoothly without you. So that's really what the exercise is about. It's about let's get our business ready. If you, if you can take four weeks off of your business, your business is now running like clockwork. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode Today, we're going to be talking about a book we've just finished called Clockwork, Design Your Business to Run Itself by Mike Michalowicz. And uh, this is going to be a really interesting discussion. But before we get into that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, John. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, to be honest, I've got a little bit of cold, so I hope I'm not going to do too much sniffling and coughing during the show here. Uh, just don't sneeze all over your microphone. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but aside that, aside from that, you know, doing great. John, you got to get a little bit bigger bridge realty sign behind you. So it pronounces it. And then I probably should do the same thing though. Cause I got this, you know, lame fireplace behind me it has nothing to do with my business, but you know, that's just how it is. So, um, so John, before we get started with that book review, I wanted to talk about a couple things. We've got a conference coming up and this, we've got a conference coming up in two days, man. Is, are you ready for it? Yeah, no. I'm not. <laughs> I feel like, holy cow, there's so many things to think about. But you know what? It will, uh, it will start and we will get through it, hopefully with a lot of success and hopefully everybody gets a ton of value out of it. I know people are going to get a ton of value out of it. I'm excited to have uh, a lot of fantastic people there. And, um, you know, if you are listening to this, uh, and it's, you know, Wednesday or even Thursday, maybe even Friday morning, um, there is potentially time to sign up. So, uh, check out the website, try to see if you can get some tickets last minute and you may be able to score some last minute tickets. We'd love to see you at the event and look, the prices are actually pretty cheap. All profits by the way are going to charity. So John, you're not taking any money and putting it in your pocket. I'm not taking any money and putting it in my pocket. Uh, we are putting the money into the charity's pockets. And so that's a, a great thing. But even if you can only come for one day or a half a day or something like that, and there are tickets available, I think it's well worth your time and a price of admission to go check it out, learn from these speakers and do some networking. I mean, 
you're, you can't go wrong with it. And quite frankly, what's your excuse for not going? If you're looking to expand your business and grow, you've got to take advantage of opportunities like this to go in, increase your business. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to sit here and we're going to decide, you know, were we successful or not? Did we do what we wanted to do in life and what held us back? And if you have a ton of excuses, well, really, are you going to be satisfied with what you did? But if you went all out, if you played the game, you know, at, at the top level, you've got nothing to complain about uh, in the end of the day. So uh, that's, that's what I think people who attend events like this are, people that are playing at a high level, people that are going all out, and they are the ones that are going to step above and climb above everybody else. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conference, and and I think it's going to be, you know, really bringing together top-notch people, uh, the yeah. presenters. I'm really impressed with the list of people who are going to be speaking, and um, I'm really excited for the networking and just kind of deepening relationships and those connections so that we can all go further together. Yeah. Plus, man, we got a, a free breakfast on Saturday morning, Saturday morning, and we've got some we got a couple free drinks on Friday evening. You can't go wrong with that either. So that you can't, you can't beat that. So just show up. You'll enjoy it. You'll learn a lot. And Hey, we're going to even feed you and, uh, and provide a little bit of, uh, entertainment and potentially some, uh, some free drinks, not potentially for sure. Some free drinks. So, um, John, anything else going on that you want to hit on real quick? No, I think, this is the uh, the main thing. Just be at that conference, and uh, I think it'll be really exciting. To, the report that we'll bring back, if you know, for of how it went. So I'm yeah, definitely cool. Well, one thing I wanted to hit on real quick is I was uh, I was interviewed the other day um, on a podcast, and one of the questions was, "How do you ask for money?" when I'm raising funds? How do you ask for money? And that's a good question that he, he asked, uh, because a lot of people, especially people that are beginning, but a lot of people think that way. And when I heard that question, I thought, well, wait a second, we don't ask. That's the most important thing. So for me, you've got to change the mindset, you've got to change your paradigm. And you've got to realize, look, you're not asking for anything. If you're asking, it's about you, right? It's about what you can receive. It's about how you're being benefited. What instead, what do you have to do? Well, you have to understand you're providing an opportunity. And so it, this doesn't go with just raising money, by the way, it goes with everything. What opportunity are you providing? What solution are you, or what uh, problem are you solving? You know, and so these investors that you're providing an opportunity for, they've got a problem. Their problem is they've got money parked somewhere that isn't making the type of returns that they want, or maybe is in a higher risk situation than they what they would like, or it's just not as diversified as they would like. So they've got a problem and you can have the solution to that problem. You're providing them good, solid, returns with safe real estate. And that is providing an answer to what their problem is. So that's the mind shift that you need to go. 
I'm, I don't ask for money. I provide a solution to the issue that you have. I provide you an opportunity to come in to a good investment. And you know what? It might not work for you, but I'm not going to ask you for money. Yeah, that's a totally different approach. And, you know, it's going to make a difference how it's received. You know, if somebody's perceives you as asking and, you know, begging for money, then they're going to question the deal or what it is that you have to offer them. Um, but if you're showing them the opportunity, you know, that just really helps to communicate what's going on there. Yep. And, you know, last week we talked about position. How are we positioning ourselves? And we talked quite a bit about that last week when we're talking about working with brokers and how are we positioning ourselves with these brokers. And it's the same way with investors is how are you positioning yourself? How are you leading uh, and making it to where they perceive you and see you as if they perceive and see you as someone who's asking and maybe a little bit desperate. And, and if you're asking, then you're going to appear to be more desperate. But if you're providing an opportunity, you're, and you have that in your mindset, well, first of all, I think it helps with your presentation, helps with the story you're telling, because that's how you're getting the message across versus asking for that money. Yep. Good so. stuff. Cool. Well, let's get started with our uh, book review. Yeah, well, I'll just give kind of a outline of what the book covered and, and the problem that it's attacking. And, and that is, I think, you know, a lot of us who are entrepreneurial or starting up our own company, running our own business, we really get stuck in all the doing of the, of the business. And while there's that dream out there of this business taking off and providing passive income and financial security, what it turns into for a lot of people is kind of, you know, a trap. And it's just because there's so many things to do in our business that we think we're the only one that can do it the way that needs to be done. Yep. So that's kind of the, um, the issue that the book tries to address. And I, I thought there's a lot of great things throughout the book. So uh, one of the things that it talks about is identifying what a QBR is for your company. So that QBR is short for the queen bee role. And so uh, that gets back to, do you know what the queen bee role is, Todd? Well, why don't you explain it to us? <laughs> So the queen bee role, if you think about a beehive, you know, each of those bees have a unique role in the hive and in the colony. Um, there's worker bees, there's honey bees, there's bees that take care of the little ones, but there's the queen bee role, which is, has one of the most significant roles in that hive. The queen bee's role is to create more uh, eggs that are gonna you know, populate that colony. If the queen bee is gone, then that colony is going to die. And it's the same way with, with the company that we run. There is typically one queen bee role or one a main objective that cannot be compromised or else the company will die. And uh, so just identifying 
what that is for our company and what that is for our individual role in the company. Yep. And not trying to identify two or three or four different queen bee roles and identifying one queen bee role, one QBR and what that is to make it work. Uh, to just go back to the kind of the main point of the book, uh, I think that's all too true for most of us that we are so involved and so you know involved in our business and we don't ever step back and realize that other people can do our our role for us um, or some of our role for us and take that off our, our plates. And I struggle with that on a daily basis on what to give away, what not to give away. And, and part of the, the struggle for me is I'm, I'm busy. So I'm already busy. So how could I spend time training somebody else in when I'm so busy right now myself? And uh, how do I really, what do I give them? You know, I'm not sure what should I give them, what should they do? Um, so those, those are some of the things that we go, oh, what can I, how can I really give this away? I, I, I don't know if they could do it. Uh, we struggle with that. I think a lot of it, again, is say, that same thing that I just talked about earlier. It's a paradigm shift. It's a mindset shift. You have to get beyond it and be able to give those things away. But I struggle with it daily on my business. And how do I expand and grow? And then, of course, we always worry about we got to we want to pay the bills. So we want to be able to pay other people. And do we have enough income coming in? And a lot of times that's a, a question mark as well Is well, how much income do I have coming in? Can I really afford to hire this person? Yeah, for sure. And then he goes into further into that issue and, and some of the objections that we come up with is when we do hire somebody, we get excited about it. Yay, this person is going to take all this responsibility from me and make my life so much easier. Mm -hmm. What it often turns into is you switching into a deciding role. So they are in charge of different tasks, but each time they have a question or a problem or a concern, they always have to come back to you to make a decision about what should be done. Mm. And so he... Uh, really emphasizes in the book to get away from that um, and and don't fall into that trap. So the, the way he talks about doing it is actually learning how to truly delegate um, results. So when you assign a task to somebody, you know, at first there's going to be a, a transition period where they're learning how to do it. Yeah. And, and there'll be some time period where you have to decide for them what decision, you know, what things need to be done. But eventually you need to give the responsibility of the result to them mm -hmm. so that when they come up with different questions, they can decide, well, if I'm going to achieve this result, this is what I need to decide to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything to add to that. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's uh, a huge thing. These, I mean, I have gone through the process of hiring somebody and then, and then spending a lot of money and then feeling like, I'm not actually saving time. I'm actually, I feel like I'm working more, even though yeah. I have hired somebody else to take things off my plate. And now to boot, I, I have less money to work with because I've got to pay this person. Yeah. 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 And part of it comes down to, again, a control issue and uh, allowing them to really make the decisions, really giving them kind of that feeling of, you can expand upon your 
your job roles. You can increase this. You can better this. Like this is just a starting point. It's up to you to make the magic happen. It's up to you to, you know, make this even better versus a lot of times we always, we like to step in and, and, uh, you know, make the decisions for them, tell them what to do, tell them, Oh no, what you shouldn't do it this way. You do it this way. Instead of allowing them to make the mistakes, giving them some feedback, but allowing them to continue to grow and make mistakes and giving them that responsibility. Yeah. He, he talked about giving them feedback after they've made a decision. Yep. So allowing them to take ownership of the decision mm-hmm. and whatever results come of it. And then yep. you know, if there's a need, give them feedback, but only after they've taken the step. Uh, because if you are always um, the one that's going to make the decision, they're going to, they're going to never let go of that. You know, they're just always going to come back to you. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it, obviously if it's a, company altering decision that's going to be very negative for your company you might have to step in but a lot of the decisions are yeah might be a little mistake it, you might go oh geez that's going to set me back a little bit or it's going to cost me a little bit potentially but the fact of the matter is it's probably actually going to save you in the end because now you have a better employee for it and you have um put you have things that you can learn from it we always talk about learning from your failures and mistakes and well, if you won't let other people have failures and mistakes, how are they going to learn? Yeah. Well, it's amazing how many things, uh, how many decisions really don't matter. I mean, yeah. we might have our preference the way it should be done, but that doesn't mean it can't be done another way. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. I want to invite you to join us at the North Star Real Estate Conference. This conference is September 20 and 21st in Minneapolis, and it's going to be packed full of a ton of great speakers. We've got uh, just a, a great group of people speaking. You can look at our lineup on our website, nreconference.com, and sign up there as well. We've got an early bird special. All you need to do is type in early bird, one word, and uh, you can get $100 off. And that's good through August 10th. So make sure you sign up now. Take action. Look, people that take action 
and value their education are those who are going to succeed. I know there's a lot of free content. My podcast is free. There's all kinds of free content out there, maybe even free meetups that you're attending. But this conference is going to blow your socks off. This is going to be well worth the price and all the profits go to charity. So it's definitely time to take action. Sign up now. Don't delay because the prices will go up. Um, But you know what? Every time I attend a conference, I 10x. Actually, I would say I more like a thousand X even my investment, a hundred, a thousand, potentially even more X my investment. I've met so many fantastic people. I've met investors at conferences. I've met potential partners at conference. I've joined mastermind groups because of conferences. So it's a ton of value. You cannot replace it. So check it out. NREconference.com. Thanks a lot. Um, One of the uh, tips that he gave is how to communicate your systems in your business to those employees. And so we often have talked about systematizing your business and then, but it's, it's a lot easier to think about than, than actually do it. I mean, it's time consuming and cumbersome to write processes down. And then who actually reads those books, yeah. <laughs> those, those processes. So I, I really liked what he explained is, is when you do anything in your business, actually either screen capture or videotape it so that it's recorded in a way that people can watch. Mm -hmm. And then uh, whoever is taking over responsibility for that process, once they come up with an improved way or maybe a slightly different way, because, you know, technology changes and processes do change, they are then responsible for making the next training video with the new changes for themselves and whoever's going to come after them. Yep. Yeah. I really like that. I implemented that recently. I've got some people that are doing some underwriting for me and I uh, did a video. I just did a video of me doing underwriting, uh, plugging in the numbers, you know, taking an OM and transferring that into my underwriting uh, spreadsheet and how, you know, the numbers then manipulate, and decide if this is a deal or not a deal. Um, and that allowed me to record that, give it to these, uh, these young guys that are doing some underwriting for me, but I know they're not a long-term underwriting, you know, or underwriters. They're not going to be there for five years. They're not going to be there for 10 years. They're going to be there for, you know, a year or six months or maybe a year and a half, but it's not a long-term solution. So, what I wanted to do is create a video and then of course probably improve upon that video and potentially like you said, have somebody else improve upon that video as well. Uh, but that allows you to, um, you know, continue to hire other people and have something there for them. Yeah. That's such a huge time saver. Yeah. You don't have to explain the system each and every time. You don't have to re-explain it when they have questions that they forgot or didn't retain how, how it was supposed to happen. Um, yeah, videos, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, if you get a video, we can make a book. We can write instructions, and that's good. Writing instructions are good, but a video, really, you remember so much more, and you see the actions, right? And seeing the actions are, are extremely important when you just have a on a written word, it just takes so much longer, in my opinion, 
But if you've got a, both a written word and in a video and you can look at it and go, wow, okay, that's what I do. And then you go back to the written word and go, okay, yep, yep. I remember that step. I remember that step. Oh, yep. That's where we go. Boom, boom, boom. And you're done. It just goes so much quicker. And then when you have any questions, you can go back to either the written word or the video and it's right there. Yep, for sure. So another thing that the author talked about is what he called the 4D mix. So these are the four D's of what your company does is the doing, the deciding, mm -hmm. the delegating, and the designing of your business. Yep. And, um, you know, I probably don't have the exact percentages, but I think he said 50% uh, of your, well, you know, he said take a, take a look at your own business and decide how much um, analysis of your own business. How much are you doing in each of these categories? How much are you doing? How much are you deciding, delegating, and designing? And I believe he wants you to, you know, I don't have the exact percentages in written down in front of me, but designing, I think it was like 2% of the overall company. Or, or if you're in the CEO, that might be 50%. And, and the other doing and delegating designing is spread out. So there, there's a 4D mix for you yourself as the CEO, and there's a 4D mix for the company as a whole. Um, so it's important to have those balanced out appropriately. Um, I think yep. we often become heavy in one or the air, one area or the other. Yeah. You know, times we're heavy in the doing. Usually the doing. Exactly. And, and we usually leave the design out. We usually forget about the designing or maybe it's New Year's and we decide to do the our designing, um, you know, exercise. And then we forget about it until the next New Year's and we go, oh, this year is going to be better. I'm going to follow this and I design and then I forget about it yeah. and the cycle repeats. So that's oftentimes what happens. And the rest of the time we're just busy doing, we're not delegating, we're not designing, we're not, uh, what's the other D? Uh, designing, deciding, deciding. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, anything else on the book, John? Um, you know, he talked a lot about, uh, you know, again, getting yourself out of the business. So mm -hmm. he emphasized, you know, schedule a four week vacation way out in the future. Yeah. That you can actually book the flight, book the hotel, you know, do all, tell everybody, that you're going on this vacation and then he gives really a detailed step-by-step -step on how you're going to actually make that a reality. Um, lots of details about how you're going to take, you know, maybe a one week time away and just set everything up, all these processes and systems, team members uh, in place so that your business can actually operate without you. So my, when I read that, I was like, or heard that because I listened to it. When I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And so, you know, I took this trip to Europe. We had it planned. And I was like, I'm going to do it right around the trip to Europe. I'm going to take the two weeks off for Europe. But I'm going to take another two weeks off uh, either before I leave, maybe a week before I leave and a week after when I get back. But then I got this conference. <laughs> I'm like, there's no possible way I can do that. So I'm going to have to schedule a different time where I'm not 
hosting or helping host a conference because <laughs> it was like there's no there's no possible way so we'll have to figure out a different time to do it uh, but I thought that was a great opportunity and it's not necessarily to take the time off right it's not necessarily about the vacation so much as it is about prepping your business to run smoothly without you so that's really what the exercise is about it's about let's get our business ready if you if you can take four weeks off of your business your business is now running like clockwork especially if you can take five six seven weeks off but if you can't if you can only take a couple days off well then obviously your business isn't running so by preparing by thinking about it by being very intentional about it well you're going to do the things you need to do in order for your business to run like clockwork without you if you commit to actually taking that vacation for four weeks without your phone and all that kind of stuff yeah and as i think about that it seems pretty impossible for me but you know it's i think the like you said the point that he's trying to make is if you can do this, your business will succeed so much better than otherwise. I mean, very often we ourselves get in the way of the progress of our business. When we approach our business with the mindset that only we can do these things, then we limit the business. We only have so much time and energy in any given day. There's no way that we can do everything that our business really should be doing. Yeah. If we set up the processes and put together the team that can operate without us and, and each of these team members are operating with their, you know, specialties and um, the places that they're good at, you know, the business can go so much further than it could otherwise. Yep. Yeah. We can, we can always replace ourselves um, if, if, we, if we set it up the right way. Uh, we can replace ourselves. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, like I, I was gone for, for the three weeks of this episode and I, I think you guys did an excellent job. And so that was, that was a fairly easy thing for me to replace. And I replaced myself in other areas too, when I was gone for a couple of weeks, that was only two weeks, but it still was nice to see, okay, I was able to go for two weeks. I was pretty much hands off and, uh, and nothing burnt down. You know, the, the business continued to run without me. And so that's one step, but the next step would be, okay, let's make sure we can continue to do that and expand upon it. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to kind of ask you, so I thought it was interesting while, while we were reading this book, you were going on this trip and so did you, did that really influence uh, you going on this trip or, or how, it, how did it didn't it? influence me going on the trip? Cause we already planned the trip, but it influenced how I acted on the trip for sure. Um, I was very out of the business. I did a little bit of work um, and it was mostly, um, very, I mean, very little, it, it wasn't, uh, it really wasn't like, heavy deep work or anything like that. A uh, few emails, um, a f little bit of social media, uh, but that was it. Like I, I honestly spent probably less than, less than five hours 
on my business for the entire two weeks. Yep. And I'm sure, you know, that just helped your relationships with your family, your friends that you're traveling with, uh, and just the experience to just be so much deeper rather than if you're, you know, technically on vacation, but actually have your nose in your laptop trying to solve all these problems that are going on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it, de it definitely was nice and able to, to check out for a while. Yep. The, the, one of the nice things is in Europe, um, you know, your cell phone, you get charged for every day that you, you use it off of Wi-Fi. So if you don't have Wi-Fi, which we were walking around all day, we, there was so many times we didn't have any Wi-Fi. You don't have Wi-Fi, well, then you either have to pay to use your phone or you just don't use your phone. So I turned my cellular data off, which didn't allow me to have my, use my phone unless there was Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was actually, uh, they actually gave me a good reason to not check my <laughs> cell phone during business or, you know, while I was running around during the day. Yeah. So, well, cool. I mean, overall, I, uh, I really like the book. I, I think it provides a lot of food for thought. Um, a lot of action steps and, you know, obviously it's, it's like any book, you've got to be able to implement it. So it's another, it's a book I'm probably going to have to look at and read a few times and uh, go through, but you know, I think definitely it provides a lot of value for the listeners and, and really something every business owner needs to hear and needs to be thinking about. And it's something you have to be thinking about more than just you know, it's an exercise that you have to do more than just once. Your business is always evolving and growing and you need to continue to uh, continue to develop it and continue to you know, change it. And it, so it's a book that you could probably read every couple of years. Yep. Yeah. I definitely put this on the book to on the list of things to come back to lots of good information. Um, I really like this queen bee roll thing. It really, I mean, if you have that, kind of question up in front of you every single day is what I'm doing right now, the most important thing I should be doing. Mm -hmm. You're just asking yourself that all the time. And, and if it's not, as he talks about, you need to delegate or, yep. or just not do this thing at all. So I think it really helps you to consider what you're doing. Absolutely. Good stuff, John. Uh, well, let's wrap. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if anybody out there has also read this book, we'd love to get your feedback on it. Let us know what, what was your key takeaway. Yeah. You can go ahead and comment on the YouTube video. You can comment in our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation. And as always, we'd really like your feedback and review on the on iTunes. Yep, definitely. And and feedback and review on iTunes is, is really helpful for us. We'd like to continue to grow and expand uh, this podcast. And so share it out with your friends. If you're getting value out of it, just share it out. Uh, we'd love to, like you said, continue to grow the audience and continue to have uh, this affect a lot of people in a positive way. So uh, if you do that, that'd be great. If you haven't done a rating review, if you haven't subscribed yet, we'd love to have you as a subscriber. We'd love to have a rating review from you. So uh, yeah, that's it for me, John. I appreciate it. And you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. You too. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, 
go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business, and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.